The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Ole Miss fans, fasten your seatbelts. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. This way, fellas. Now, let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Howdy, Tiny Rebel Nation. Welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. I'm Chuck. He's Yancey. And uh, I am glad to be back. Uh, Me too. <laughs> glad man. you're back. Well, a couple of weeks of uh, more health issues. Man, when you get old, Yancey, just I stuff know just it. happens, dude. I know it. It, this you time can't the, hold you back too long, though. This time the old gallbladder had to come out. <laughs> well, that's better than, than, than some other things I can think of. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, it's, every April now I'm holding my breath. Uh, last <laughs> April I had a heart attack. This April, gallbladder come out. I don't know what the world's going on. But I'm fine. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, great weekend for Rebel baseball, Rebel softball, uh, the draft went well, pretty well, pretty uh, yeah, well, yeah. you know. Um, maybe not as high for those right. two or three guys as they had anticipated, but still, and Lodge, they're still too, millionaires. Lodge. Okay. <laughs> I surprised the Marcus Lodge. I was too, Yancey. I was too. I want to tell you what, he's going to surprise some people. I, yeah. I, I really believe that. I think he can be a dynamic player. On the next level, Anytime and I'm not you have saying those that because ball are, skills, yeah, you can play on that next level. Well, not only that, he's he's explosive. He's oh, yeah. he's tough. He's good he's frame. Got, he's got good uh, change of direction. Mm-hmm. He's not a one trick pony, you yeah. know. And I th- I think that's a, a little bit of what hurt DK. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, his his shuttle time was bad, and mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that he's had his neck fused that has was the injury. Biggest thing. Yeah. You know, injury situation. Um, but let's let's move on a little bit from that. What's on tap tonight is brought to you by the Library Sports Bar. Oh, man, you all know all about the library. It's Oxford's hottest place, no question about it. The best watering hole on the square, 120 south. Of, oh, never mind. You know where it is. Softball coach Mike Smith, who's just coming off of a two out of three over nationally ranked top ten 
Tennessee. Yeah. I had a chance Almost to sweep. Almost sweep, yeah. yeah. But listen, it. anytime you win two out of three. That's true. And they haven't lost a series no. all year, which, no. is, which is amazing in the, in the Southeastern Conference. But they're trying to chase up against Alabama that has yeah. two more games. That the Ole Miss had two washout games. One of them, they were one pitch away from having the win yeah. against South Carolina. And then, so, you know, when you have two less games, you, it, it makes it tough. Uh, but, I mean, Alabama's kind of the class of the league. You know, they're, what are they, 40 and 4 or something? I mean, something I absurd. I think six now. Yeah. All their losses are within the SEC. They're not, they're, if they would have won that game, I think that would have put them. Tied uh, with Alabama, but all of Alabama's losses are in the league. But yeah, Alabama has been in the class, the most consistent team. Yeah. Okay. And uh, at six thirty, we're gonna have running backs coach Derek Nix on your buddy, yeah. my buddy. I'm gonna hear about uh, Blue and Jerry Neely and some of these guys, uh, you know, that haven't run the ball this past year for Ole Miss. See how they're coming around and uh, his new toy, or I guess old toy. Um, his buddy down there from Pearl uh, Knight that, you know, moved to defensive back, played running back, D-back, and then came back to running back, kind of a slot role, and really uh-huh. looked great in that spring game. Uh-huh. And and I want to find out what he thinks about Snoop Connor, the freshman that came in that, in January, yeah, I didn't too. even think about Yes, he's – All right, uh, we will be back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny memoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. <laughs> get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspar.com. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. Visit FirstSouthland.com, equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We're going to go to the control room, Jack Schultz, with Ole Miss Sports News. And then, Yancey, you and I need to talk about the three-game sweep over A&M when we come back from that. Take no it away. question. Take it away, Rhino. 
It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, Ole Miss. It was a perfect weekend in Oxford. Impeccable weather, double-decker, a great class of NFL draftees for the Rebels, and a pair of series wins in both baseball and softball. Let's recap. The Ole Miss baseball team swept number 6 Texas A&M. The Rebels won 5-4 on a walk-off single from Thomas Dillard in the 11th inning on Thursday night, just as the clock struck midnight. The Rebels cruised on Friday to a 13-3 victory on 13 hits and 4 errors committed by the Aggies. On Sunday, Gunnar Hogland threw six innings of two-run ball to stabilize things for the Rebels in Game 3 before Austin Miller and Parker Caracy shut it down on the back end. Ole Miss winning 3-2 on a walk-off wild pitch in the ninth inning. Doug Nikhazy won SEC Freshman of the Week honors for the second time this season for his performance in Game 2. Nikhazy gave up just two runs, only one of those earned, on four hits and a walk while striking out a career-high 10 in seven innings. The sweep moved the Rebels to 30-15 and 15 overall, 13-8 and eight in SEC play, and second place of the SEC West. Mike Bianco's team is up to number 21 in the college baseball RPI with just three weeks remaining in the season. Next up is a midweek contest at Southern Miss Wednesday night at 6 p.m. before heading to Baton Rouge to face number 9 LSU this weekend. Meanwhile, the softball team won yet another conference series over Tennessee at home this weekend. The Rebels are now the only SEC team remaining to not lose a single series in conference play with just one week remaining in the regular season. Mike Smith's team heads to Athens to play Georgia this weekend, ranked number 15 nationally in the RPI and sitting at third place in the SEC. Also an important note, while we had the week off from Rebel Yell last week, the women's golf team won the SEC championship. Congrats to the Lady Rebel golf team. Finally, six Rebel football players were drafted over the weekend. Offensive lineman Greg Little was drafted in the second round to the Carolina Panthers, followed by wide-receiving duo A.J. Brown to Tennessee Titans and D.K. Metcalf to the Seattle Seahawks. Tight end Dawson Knox was selected by the Buffalo Bills in the third round, and Javon Patterson and Ken Webster were both taken in the seventh round to the Colts and Patriots, respectively. Lots of good news in Oxford. That's all for now. Back to Chuck and Yancey. All right, thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. Uh, you see, I had two takeaways from that Texas A&M series, and uh, I'm going to get your comments from this. First time all year, all three starters went six innings or more. Will, Eth- Will Etheridge went eight. Nikhazy went seven. Gunnar Hoagland went six. Mm-hmm. I think that's tremendous. If they can do that the rest of this year, uh, you know, and use that bullpen sparingly on Friday and Saturday and have a full arsenal on Sunday, I think that'll pay big dividends. The other thing, looks like Thomas Dillard might start <laughs> getting hot. And, and you know, he was involved in both walk-off situations. And I'm going to tell you now, the rest of them are important. Every player on that team is important, in my opinion. We know what Olenek can do. Kessinger's leading the SEC in hitting with a – Unbelievable 406 average, 60 average, almost 500 in the SEC play. You know, uh, Zabowski's a good player. Johnson's a good player. Uh, Servideo's hitting over 300 in SEC play. But I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, the the straw that stirs the drink, I go back to the old Reggie Jackson when he said, when he was at the Yankees and he said, I'm the straw that stirs the drink. Mm-hmm. If Dillard can get hot, he can carry a team. Yeah, th- I mean, you're not getting old, Chuck. Uh, I mean, that's the two biggest points that I would take out of the series. And uh, also a third was their ability to hit some left-handed pitching. Yep, uh, yep. Started to see that against Auburn, against their ace there. That was also a left-hander on Saturday and beat him and then continued on into the weekend. But And, and, and one more, I'd, I'd say Ryan um, – Olenek, he had been in a, a little slump He'd been even hurt. before, but even before the the hit pointer uh, from being hit by the pitch, he had been in a little bit of slump and he really started hitting the ball. Got nicely. six hits over the weekend. Uh, Cole Zimbowski too. He was in a many many slumps. So we started the bats coming alive, but certainly with Dillard, you know, he had just been struggling and so anxious and. He was starting to see the pitches better, drawing some walks. When he starts walking, you know that he's going to get it back together because he was just getting anxious. I was seeing where Jake Mangum was trying to break the record uh, there, you know, the overall record for hits. And I was listening to his head coach earlier 
today on Super Talk Show on Head to Head, and you know he said that during the uh, f- ten or fourteen games before he broke the record, he was only averaging one point two pitches at per per bat. He was so anxious uh-huh. trying to get that hit, and I think we saw that a lot with some of the old miss hitters. And then we start saw Diller start working that count again, really seeing the ball from the right side. A and M pitched nothing but left handers, yeah. but about three innings, and the rest were uh, left handed pitching in the innings. And I think that's a great observation. And, and you know, we knew we, we saw things with Doug. Uh, we know what. We Will's going to bring the table, but it's like you know, Hogland. He was he was like striking striking out seven out of the first nine at batters, and then that second time the lineup, he just totally you know he'd walk a guy, then give up a hit, then make two walks and give up a double, and boom, he's out of the game. You're like, whoa, what happened? You know, so uh, I think that was a big step for him no, to too. make it in the SEC play well into that seventh inning. And and uh, you know, Will has become a, a like we always have a Friday ace. He's become the ace. You know, and yeah, he's definitely doing a nice. good job. He's... And uh, Doug is tough, freshman, left-hander. You come back, come back with a left-hander on Saturday or the second game of the series. I think that that helps a lot. And uh, you know, I just I just think that uh, they go to LSU for a three-game series. We're ranked what thirteenth, and they're ranked twelfth. I don't, I don't I know think, what they're I, ranked. I think it's twelve versus yeah. thirteen down at Alex Box. That's a what tough place to 82? play. That Ole Miss has won a series there since uh, I think I don't '82. Know. I don't know. It's been longer than you think. It's been a long yeah. time. Usually, we usually you know, play them close. Though, I know they'll, they'll lose a, a real close game and then and then beat them really bad mm-hmm. and then lose a heartbreaker on Sunday. Hopefully, <laughs> they can reverse the fortunes there. But uh, LSU's a really solid club with uh, a lot of good pitching. All right, but uh, no left-handers, right? Uh, no, not yeah. a left-hander on their on their whole roster. All right, thank you. We'll be right back. After these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline, hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24 7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland. Test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, buy a new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT Geo 5.6 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT Geo 5.6 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny memoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. <laughs> get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspire.com. A Van Atkins diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. A Van Atkins mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with a Van Atkins diamond because you know she's worth it. Van Atkins Jewelers Store at downtown New Albany or VanAkins.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back. Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We are very pleased, very happy to have Mr. Mike Smith, the softball coach at yes, Ole Miss sir. of the Red Hot Rebels, 36-13 and 13 overall, 13-7 and seven in the conference. It's coming off a 2-1 and one, uh, series win over 
nationally top 10 Tennessee over the weekend, setting attendance records. Uh, Mike, welcome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Man, I'm sorry we didn't we hadn't had you on more often, but you're too busy winning games, and we just wanted to let you go on and pile them up before we had you back on. But uh, great weekend over the weekend. I know you wanted the sweep and had a shot at it, but anytime you can win two out of three, you just take it. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I'm never never too busy for you guys to to talk shop. And uh, uh, yeah, we're excited about Ole Miss softball up here in Oxford, and. Um, we've had great fan support really the entire year. Of course, we saw record crowds this weekend, and it's it's great to see softball alive and well in Oxford. Ross Bjork's going to have to expand that stadium, uh, particularly if you bring a regional in here. You're going to have to get some temporary seating or something. Yeah, that, that's the plan. When we hosted in 2017, they brought in quite a few seats, um, some platforms for people to stand and um, it was a it was a pretty cool sight at back in uh, 2017, and what we were able to do this past weekend hosting Tennessee was a sight, uh, you know, that that I would never uh, get tired of watching day in and day out if we could pack the place like that week in and week out. So uh, talk to me about your team. Educate us a little bit, uh, Mike. Uh, obviously, in the circle is important in in softball. I, I used to play a little bit of fast pitch softball, and I. <laughs> the circle circles the game. You got Molly Jakes and Brittany Finney doing most of your stuff, uh, most of your pitching, and doing a great job. Yeah, both of them are kind of a great one-two punch. Even Ava Tillman uh, has been throwing midweeks and will come in and in relief in some of our uh, our conference games. Uh, but the three of them have really kind of been a uh, just a, a good matchup for the teams that we're playing. Um, they've really been able to give us an opportunity to win ball games with our offense. I think we've got a team ERA hovering some, somewhere around the mid-twos, so anytime you can have that with your pitching staff, that gives your offense um, a little bit of hope to be able to try to put some runs up on some of these great pitchers that are in the SEC. Talk to us about uh, their stuff, and, and how do you decide which one to pitch? Because, uh, as I said, I played a little bit fast-pitch softball, and, and – you know they they don't ever seem to get <laughs> worn out. See that. <laughs> well, I think I think a lot of it has to do with matchups. Sometimes you know we faced Tennessee this weekend, so there was a lot of lefties. Uh, we knew that we were probably going to throw Molly two games this weekend. Um, really, sometimes it's just a gut feel. Um, sometimes we're kind of creatures of habit, and so we've gone Brittany Finney game one and Molly game two, and depending on how the matchups went over those two games, we'd get the deciding game number three. So. Well, it really just depends, and we talk amongst the staff to try to figure out the best fit, and um, that's kind of how we we've kind of gone throughout our conference play, and it uh, the recipe right now seems to work. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of amazing to me that uh, you've played uh, what seven SEC series and you haven't lost an SEC series at home or on the road. Uh, that's pretty rare in this league. Yeah, in fact, I think we right now are the only team in the conference to win every series. Um, the only other series was South Carolina, uh, where it was 1-1, and then we got uh, rained out with a 2 to nothing lead in the fourth inning, and um, the game was canceled, so we lost that one. But, um, yeah, we've been able to win every series. If we go into Georgia this weekend and, and take two or three from them, we'll have won every SEC series, which I don't think any other team could, uh, could have that um, – that recognition um, here in 2019. But we're just happy with the way the girls are playing. They love playing for each other. We don't have a lot of superstars on this team. Everybody seems to contribute in different ways, and that's the marks of really good teams and great championship teams. Who's who's the the players that make you go offensively? Well, Kylan Becker right at the top. You know, she's our Team USA player. Uh, She's been with us for four years. Really sets the tone up top. Um, she gets things going on the bases. Abby Latham is one of our big power hitters in the two spot. You've got Autumn Gillespie, Brittany Finney. Um, you've got Kaylee Horton, um, Amanda Roth. Um, you know, we've got so many different players that are able to swing the bat for us. Kate Whitley, another one of our slappers, speedsters, that's able to get on base and make things happen. So we've kind of separated our lineup. Um, and kind of split it up with speed at the top, in the middle, and at the bottom. People that are going to turn our lineup over for our top hitters. So 
again, I, like I said, I feel like we've got a pretty good recipe for the success we've had this year, and I don't want to try to change it up too much if things don't go good. Coach, I've kind of gotten to know your assistant coach, Ruben Phillips, really well. He's one of the two coaches along with Michael Bianco from my son's base, baseball team, and we always keep up with what's going on with the program. And just tell me what he's meant for the program. I kind of joked with him last weekend. I said, if y'all keep winning, uh, you're going to be coaching this next year. You're going to probably be a head coach somewhere. He said, nah. Said I'm done with that. I'm just happy to be here with Mike and enjoying coaching for the program. So it looks like he's here for the long run and and and, and what he's done for for your program. Yeah, I mean Ruben Felix is a good friend. Um, you know we've been together for five years since I took the job. He was somebody that I knew I wanted to bring in here. Um, I trust him tremendously. Um, he does a great job. Um, you know with our infield, um, him and I kind of tag team the offensive side of things. Um, and he kind of sets the tone for the defense. But, uh, you know, when you have a guy that's um, played and coached in the major leagues, um, you know, played minor league ball similar to myself, and we have a lot of the same philosophies, um, we believe a lot of the same things, and um, it's, it's great to have kind of your right hand to be able to go to when you have questions or when you, you want to run stuff by him and, um, I don't think we'd be where we're at right now, really, without Ruben Felix. And even our assistant coaches, I mean, I've got a great staff, Ashley Chastain, our pitching coach, and Katie Reeves, who's our volunteer, who actually has six years of head coaching experience um, up in Oklahoma. But she played for me um, out in California. She caught for me. We won a national championship in 2009. And she coached with me for a year down in McNeese State in Louisiana before she got a job um, up in Oklahoma. So I'm just thankful and the Lord's blessed me with great assistance, and they're the ones that make me look good. So I, I'm thankful for them. You got to go to Georgia Friday at five, Saturday at five, Sunday at noon. Um, what's the formula over there? Just playing, just keep playing good softball. Yeah, win. I mean, uh, we're in a good place right now. You know, we're one of four teams that have a shot at winning the conference championship still. Um. Now, ours is a little bit tougher. If we go in and sweep Georgia, um, Alabama loses two to LSU at LSU, um, we can outright win the conference. So that's a task going into Georgia to be able to do that. Um, we'd love to do it. I think it would be great for our fans and for um, just the university and, of course, our players that have really put a lot of hard work and dedication into our program. But just being able to be one of the top four teams, get a bye in the first round of the SEC tournament, would be another thing that we really look forward to doing. That's one less game you have to play to win that championship. And we just want to play good heading into the postseason, the SEC tournament. Uh, we're probably going to get a bid in regionals. We're playing to, to host a regional. And then we're also playing to potentially host a super. You know, if we can host a super regional last year, all eight super regional teams ended up going to the College World Series. So um, that's a pretty good thing to have if you get it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, good luck this weekend. Uh, I was a little discouraged today when we beat Tennessee two out of three and we didn't move up at all RPI. I, I just don't get that, but that's neither here nor there. Just keep winning and you will move up. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for all the people listening out there. Um, you know, we've got a good thing going up in Oxford. We'd love to pack the place out week in and week out. I know we don't have any more regular season home games, but if we get a regional, we'd love to pack that Pack that place out and and break. Oh, you will, <laughs> you will, you will. Thank you, coach. Appreciate your time, buddy. Thanks, guys. Howdy, Toddy. Howdy, Toddy. Mike Howdy. Smith, softball coach at Red Hot Ole Miss Rebels. I'm what a job you. he's doing. No question. Rebel flashback. Brought to you by Abner's Famous Chicken Tenders, location in Oxford. That's the original. Tupelo, Memphis, and Brandon. This is kind of sad, Yancey. Right now at the pavilion, there's a memorial service going on for an all-time Rebel great who passed away last week, Johnny Newman, one of the most prolific scorers in the history of college basketball. I was three or four years younger than Johnny, and I grew up in Memphis just as Newman did. My love for basketball, which was immense, was fostered by Newman and his exploits at Overton High School, where he was a prep All-American. The Memphis Commercial Appeal and Press Seminar, the two dailies, in the Bluff City then were filled with Newman stories regularly. He was a high school god in that area. When he opted to go to Ole Miss, my household, a rebel household for sure, was over the moon with excitement. 
Mm. Newman did not disappoint in Rebel Land. Even though his stint in Oxford was short, a freshman team year and then a sophomore year with the varsity, when he led the nation in scoring with over 40 points a game, it was spectacular. I went to see him play once in college, and it seemed like there was no limit on his range of his picture-perfect jumper and nothing he couldn't do with a basketball, a clone of another hoops idol of mine, Pistol Pete Maravich. Unfortunately, Johnny did not handle success and excess well, and his adult life seemed to be Johnny jumping over roadblocks and demons until his passing, both personally and professionally. I got to meet Johnny through this show a few years back and found him to be about as likable as anyone you'd want to meet. He came back to Ole Miss and got a degree late in life and seemed to be heading down a good path, but illness struck him down recently. I'll keep my memories of him as a gunslinging sharpshooter from Overton High School. Thank you. Rest in peace, Johnny Newman. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Abner's Famous Chicken Tenders. Yes, he was one of a kind now. Yeah. I'll tell you. You have Johnny number one and, and Glass number two, the top offensive players you've seen here at Ole Miss. Oh, yeah, no question. Yeah. Johnny Johnny Newman, uh, he could just do anything with a basketball. 6'6", six, six, pa- tremendous like passer, ball handler. Mm-hmm. Um, you shoot know, the mid-range jumper. Oh, shoot take the long. Take it inside. Hey, listen, if there had been a three-point line, just like Pistol Pete now, yeah. if there had been a three-point line, both of those guys would have averaged but over 50 But you don't see that mid-range jumper anymore, and you saw right. Glass and Newman do that. So All right. 15, 17-foot no shots. No question. But let me tell you. Newman was just like Pistol, and then when the defense would extend out on him, he'd just go further back. He'd shoot from the timeline. I mean, it was ridiculous. Kind of like a Marshall Henderson. Yeah. There you yeah. go. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. Hang tight. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Chuck, that that song has to be banned here. It really does. If I hear that song again, I might puke. It's Thin Lizzy. What's wrong with Thin Lizzy? Good grief. Awful. Thin Lizzy. My boy KT probably likes it. We are waiting on uh, Derek Mitch to answer the phone. He has not done that yet. Uh, Get bull on. In the meantime... Yancey, let's let's talk about your impressions of uh, the spring football. We and we, you and I have not discussed that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, obviously everyone was interested in watching how Rich Rodriguez and uh, Mike McIntyre, the new coaches, new coordinators, were going to, um, you know, mesh into these players, get their system introduced, how much they'd get put in. In spring, uh, how the players would accept it, 
that whole ball of wax of newness and getting and familiarity and learning systems and all that. And I thought it went pretty seamlessly. Well, I mean, we didn't get to see anything, Chuck, until the spring game. So it's just kind of you know, we watched some stretch and you know that kind of stuff. But we never really got to see them hit. And and you know, I wanted to see how the offensive line was going to hold up. I knew what Matt Corral was going to do. I mean, he's he's a dog, you know, mm-hmm. and his arm is special. And it, man, he gets rid of that ball like a Chad Kelly and can drive it in the wind. I, I didn't have any questions about him. How were the new receivers going to adapt? And, uh, you know, what were those defensive ends that are now playing outside linebacker? How are they going to be able to cover in space? And those were really my three biggest question marks going into it. And, my, God, I mean, the offensive line, it was like a seamless transition. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to be as good as last year and we're not as deep as they were last year. But uh, I thought they played really well. Uh, I know there weren't stunt blitzes and things of that nature that could really confuse them, but I, I thought they handled it. I think the ball got out of their hands quickly where it's going to be hard to get uh, to the quarterback. And then as far as the defensive ends, the Kadir Shepherds and Chuckies and, you know, talking about Riley, uh, guys like that, I thought they played well in space. And uh, the receivers, uh, I thought they did a nice job. I, I don't see the big – explosive receivers that we saw last year with DK and, and AJ and, and that's to that's to uh, be expected because you know they're they're special special receivers but I think they're gonna be adequate enough to be able to carry on the NDWO uh name but maybe not to the level we've seen but I, I like the direction that receiver group is going. Those were kind of my impressions and the last one was the young man Dent out of Jackson Academy and I mean, honestly, I didn't have much expectations for him. I've known his dad forever. I've seen him. I've never really watched him at Jackson Academy. But my goodness, you know, he looked like a Matt Jones to me, Chuck. Except for he could throw the ball, those long strides, and could really make quick decisions. Righto, you got him now? Well, he said he just tried. He texted me. He said he just tried to call back. Um, so why don't you give him a call? Chuck, I know it's hard for you to do two things at one time, but but what was your biggest impressions? Um, well, I like the fact that we're going to run the ball uh, with more purpose, more commitment. Even though, you know, we gained yardage the last two years running the ball, I think it's going to be more of an emphasis, and I, I like that. We're in the mm-hmm. SEC. you gotta you got to run the ball, mm-hmm. okay? And that's why I wanted to have Derek Nix on tonight. The other thing is, I I, I think that uh, the defense, some of the, ex, the experience that we that they got last year, even though it was bad experience, <laughs> helped them. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Mike McIntyre is going to make a tremendous difference on that defensive side of the ball. And uh, you know, I, I think Ty Nix is going to make a tremendous difference, and uh, Jeff Coons is going to make a tremendous difference. The three mm-hmm. new coaches over there and. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, now, am I expecting miracles? I, I don't think so, but I'm I'm expecting quite a bit of improvement. Now, we'll, how that will translate into wins and losses, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but I certainly expect quite a bit of improvement. All right, we finally got Mr. Nick's on uh, the bull. bull. How you doing, buddy? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Just out on this recruit trail a little bit, trying to find guys. <laughs> trying to find a baby bull, bull aren't you? Hey, I'm hey, trying uh, to find one better. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they don't get much better than you, brother. But we'll we'll take that if you if you find one like that, get him. <laughs> yeah, at least get one that can stay healthy. Put it that way, then. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You All right, are. buddy. Let's let's get rolling on this thing. Uh, got about ten twelve minutes uh, before Scotty got uh, injured. Scotty Phillips, what was he working on, and did you see the type of improvement you were looking for? Yeah, I, I saw him uh, really uh, pick up where he left off from before the ankle injury uh, during the season, and he uh, grasped his new offense pretty quickly and uh, really was excited about all the opportunity he had to carry the football. And I think he's a good fit for it. A lot of the outside zone runs are running, and, of course, inside zone, I think it fits his, uh, his team set. So uh, I saw a lot, a lot of improvement, especially in pass protection, him catching the ball and Really, he was doing nothing really bad a year ago, but he got a chance to improve on all those fields. 
You had told me about midway through spring that uh, Isaiah Woolard was having a really great spring. Uh, said he was trying to act like a starter. Uh, did he finish it off? He did. I think um, I think Isaiah, he uh, came with the mindset as if he was getting ready to play the first game of the year when the spring started. And uh, he took it upon himself to learn his offense and be able to play fast and uh, be aggressive. Uh, I think he improved his ability to pass protect, number one. And uh, I think he uh, grasped the idea of how to really run the ball in the SEC. Did a good job last year in a backup role. But, you know, I feel confident coming out of spring right now that he could be a lead guy if he could be. Uh, Devon Penniman, has he recovered from his injury, and is is he still kind of a move-in-the-pile kind of guy? Yeah, you know, Chuck, he wasn't all the way back to his old form before the injury. Uh, you know, he was still practicing with a knee brace on. He'll probably have that off by uh, by fall camp. Uh, did a great job. You know, the instincts and the, and the skill set you can't teach. He still has those. And uh, once his body fully recovers, recovers he get all of his strength back in his lower half. Uh, I think he'll be that power-moving type of guy, and he'll be a great pass protector. And, you know, uh, Blue will tell you, and, you know, he's never been the fastest guy we had. But before the injury, he's one of the most difficult to bring down. He had to have the ability to wiggle at the last second if he needed to, and he was a lot bigger than the other backs. So I, I expect him to be at full speed by that time, and uh, he did a good job this spring. Bull, we've had you've had several different body types uh, while you've been at Ole Miss to the twelve years, and we're kind of seeing that Dexter Jeff Scott kind of build get back into the offense uh, here with Rich Rod's offense, trying to create mismatches in open spaces. We saw Tylen Knight, who was really doing a good job there last year as a freshman defensive back, moved back to offense, had a huge spring game. Is he going to be more of a of a slot guy or a running back or just kind of fifty fifty? He's gonna. You could probably say fifty-fifty doing both. Uh, probably the first seven practices, he was almost strictly running back, and then the uh, the last uh, the last eight, he was uh, strictly a slot. And uh, just getting the ability for he can be good at both and learn, you know, from inside out. But he's a guy like you described. He has. He's just, he's the closest to being in that uh, that Jeff McCluster, Jeff Scott. Jalen Walton uh, type skill set, and uh, we're going to use it. Uh, look at some Rich Rod's pass, uh, and the offense is going to be known to some guys that can do both, that can line up in the slot, they can also line up in the backfield. And Tylen did a heck of a job. He's stepping into a defense that's all on stall, basically, and moving back to offense. And uh, he's, got, he's got a natural back forward, and he's tough, man. He's probably maybe the most tough, the toughest guy we got on our team. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction, Derek. I'm, I'm going to say that Snoop Connor is going to be the surprise of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy's got the arms of a blacksmith, and he seems to have good running back instincts. Am I off base there anywhere? No, you're 100% correct. Uh, you know, the only thing I can't explain, I shouldn't say the word disappointed, but I want him to improve on. He's got to get himself in the top tier name shape. But he has the skill set of an over down back. Uh, a guy that can run a power, a guy that can catch the ball, and you have enough of a burst to give you a big play. And he's not afraid of contact, man. He's not natural for a freshman to come in like he did. Uh, we do a lot of sets out of two backs, and uh, he was a lead, uh, lead blocker. I mean, he's going to go, you know, and look up linebackers on the second level. And he's got a promising future. I, I did challenge him not to not to be satisfied and make sure he keeps improving every single time. and now he's pushing. He's around the two fifteen to two twenty range right now. And body fat is really low, and I'm excited about the possibilities he has going forward. All right, let's shift gears a little bit, Bull. Um, the the we'll call it the new offensive line. Other than Gibbons and Brown, they're brand new uh, as far as starting is concerned. Um, you you have to run behind them every run and play. What what's your impression of their development in spring? I thought they did a good job, uh, especially in the run game. You know, I think that is uh, probably to win in all league. You got to be able to run the football, and you got to be an opposing will on the team, especially in the fourth quarter. And I think that's what we challenged them to do, and that's what kind of Coach Richard has brought to the table, being a hard edge offense. And it starts up front. Uh, 
tonight is something that I thought those guys stepped up to the table and uh, showed some promise. And, again, just like every other position, uh, quarterback, running back, receiver, uh, tight end, we all work in progress and looking for them to build on that success this spring and uh, cherry those to the fall. But I thought they I thought they grasped um, the scheme really well and um, without any hiccups and, and balance, uh, you know, spaces going on there and then having kids and we have confident about what they're doing every time. The new offense, uh, Bull, in, in layman's terms, so an idiot like me can understand it, uh, what's what's the difference in the run game with Rich Rod and, and what Longo ran and because uh, you say inside zone, outside zone. I mean, didn't, isn't that what we ran before? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say we probably didn't run as much outside zone with those Longo. Uh, we are probably more of an inside zone in the counter team the last two seasons. Uh, and we're going to still run counter here with Rich. Uh, but I think probably the difference here is just the, uh, number one, just the mentality. You know, uh, I think if you got a bunch of cash on Rich Rod, what do you going to do with his record? Throw for, uh, throw for 300 and what he run a rush for 300. He's probably going to be what he's rather run for. Um, but I think he knows, we all know, in, in order for us to, to reach the top of this league, you got to be at the fair position where you can run the football and be able to run it when everybody in the stadium knows you have to. Um, so I think it's the emphasis. Uh, probably not as, as many RPOs in the past, uh, but just a back and back and back and uh, just uh, finding a way to make sure we stay on schedule with our offense moving Um, Got Ty, Ty back, your brother, big brother. I know you're glad to have him back in the fold. And uh, speaking of him, the 3-4 the defense, what you saw out of that, I know that you don't study that much, but you still had to go against it in spring. What what What's your observations about uh not only having your brother back, but uh, the 3-4 defense and the progress they made. Yeah, having him back has been good. You know, uh, I got somebody else I can pick on when they play the, uh, make play the practice now. And uh, you know, I know he won't get too mad at me. But uh, <laughs> I think that uh, he's going to add a, you know, a wealth of knowledge to our, to our defense and not only that, but to our team and, um, I think recruiting ability and uh, just the ability to relate and, uh, you know, to, to tell about kids that we have on campus. As far as the team defensively, I think uh, they think you did a solid job. Uh, you know, I think that's one of the toughest things for one of our fully spread offenses to go against the three four five. And that's one of the things that we've, uh, you know, always gave us a challenge, especially trying to uh, run the football. And I thought for the spring time, I thought our defense executed well. Uh, last question. Now that the uh, the the cloud is gone, uh, can you tell a difference in recruiting and the the reception uh, that you that you're getting out on the recruiting trail? No question at all, Chuck. I mean, it, it's almost like night and day. I mean, we've had uh, uh, we were able to finish strong in our last uh, signing cycle, and I mean, we've had it all getting some of these top juniors. Uh, to come and see us, and uh, it's totally different. It's totally different, and uh, I don't know how to explain it except I'm just living through it right now, and uh, just having no restrictions, and, uh, don't have any, you know, any questions asked about any of that type of stuff anymore. But basically, the fight with both our hands now, not one hand, not one hand top behind our back. It was exciting, really, and uh, you know, I think the, the number one thing in recruiting is got to put the product on the field to sort the recruits. We're heading in the right direction, and then the rest of it is just a little elbow breach, uh, making sure we get these guys uh, on the phone, communicate with them, and just show them uh, how much they can help our program going forward. Bull, one more real quick question. I know everybody wants to know about Jerry Neely, and now that you can't comment on him since he has already signed, what is he saying right now? What are y'all's conversations? I know you're anxiously waiting for that draft just like he is, but – just, just tell me what the communication is right now with him. What, what, what is he saying to you? you got one minute, Bo. Yeah, nothing, nothing's really changed. You know, he's in the middle of the baseball season right now. I like to say the draft is out of June, and uh, I will say this: you know, he's uh, he's been up. He came up during the springtime to watch practice and try to uh, get a head start on learning what we're doing offensively. But it's still up in the air until that until that time comes. All right, buddy. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you, good luck, good luck on the road, and uh, we'll see you when you get back in, ta- in town. Travel safe, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you.
Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Bye, Coach. Coach. Derek Nix, running back coach at Ole Miss. Um, I think this you. is year number 12. I think that's right. Well, he's he just <laughs> – I want to keep him. I do, too. I hope I can say year number 20 one yeah, day. Yeah, me, too. He's the glue. I mean, gosh, that's a great recruiter, good running back coach. I mean, I don't know what else you want. Yeah, and just just a, a great personality guy to be around the whole team. Just, you know, always has a smile on his face and mm-hmm. can mesh with any all walks of kind and uh, just a unique individual. Really proud to have him at Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm glad to have Ty back, too. Me, too. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors and Mississippi Rebel Hotline. Hang tight. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Hotline. Let's recap a little bit. The Rebels go to Southern Mississippi Wednesday night for a 6 p.m. game. Big game. Uh, at Hattiesburg. I wish we wouldn't play down there, but that's that's neither here nor there. Let's let it go. Then Friday through Sunday at LSU. Friday, 7 o'clock. Saturday, 6.30. Sunday, 2.30. Usually they start that game by 1, but it's 2.30 on Sunday. LSU's, uh, I think I read today, number 12 in the country, and we're number 13. By one poll, there's about nine different polls, but one I saw. Uh, Doug Nikhazy was freshman of the week for his job, second time this year. For his job, our RPI, up, RPI went from 27 to 21. Greg Kessinger's hitting 460 in SEC play. That's just <laughs> unbelievable. He's playing probably the best shortstop in the country yeah. right now. Cole Zabowski hitting three forty six. He's over 120, 114 points less than Gray, and he's second on the team. That's pretty good. And three forty six is outstanding yeah. in SEC play. Um, got a football commitment. Jaquandus Burns, outside linebacker from, out of Texas? Yeah. Uh, Skyline went to uh, Terrell High School, and uh, all transferring to Skyline, and which is a powerhouse over there, and he brought his little brother with him. Uh, his, I mean, he – it's the funniest thing. I said, what's your name? This guy, he made uh, McKinley Jackson, uh, five-star defense tackle, George County, who's about 6'2", 340. Came in right after him. This guy's 6'4", 6'5", about 350. He made him look small. I said, what is your name? And he said, Bear. 
<laughs> That's his little brother. That's his little brother, Bear Alexander. But he possibly could be the number one recruit in the country in 2022. He's been offered by everybody. Started getting offers by even Texas in eighth grade. A defensive tackle, nose guard guy. That's like I said, it could be another Kim Dietschy deal if Ole Miss was able to land oh, wow. Big Brother. So it will be definitely something to watch for coming down the road. All the other schools know it too. So I'm sure older brother. Uh, it will be quite a recruitment coming on from here on out. All right, let's go to the control room. Mr. Jack Schultz around the SEC. Take it away, Rhino. It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt. Located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. Just three weeks remain in the SEC baseball season, and the conference standings are still as clear as mud. Arkansas leads the way in the SEC West with 15 wins, just two games ahead of Ole Miss, LSU, and Mississippi State, who are all tied for second place. The East is a little more defined now as Vanderbilt leads Georgia by two games and third place Missouri by five games. Everyone else in the East is below 500 in conference play. Four of the nation's top five teams, according to the RPI, come from the SEC. Vanderbilt ranks number two, Arkansas three, Georgia 4, and Mississippi State 5. Tennessee also makes the top 10 at number 8 in the RPI. LSU is ranked number 17, Texas A&M 19. The Aggies falling four spots after getting swept in Oxford. And Ole Miss jumped six spots to number 21. The SEC Player of the Week is Mississippi State's Jake Mangum, who became the SEC's all-time career hits leader over the weekend. The senior reached base twice in the Governor's Cup in the midweek and then reached base three times in each of the Bulldogs' contests against Georgia. The freshman of the week is Ole Miss's Doug Nikhazy, who struck out a career-high 10 batters in seven innings of work, helping the Rebels clinch the series against the Aggies in Game 2. Key series to watch this weekend include all three second-place teams in the SEC West. Mississippi State travels to College Station to face a reeling Texas A&M team, while Ole Miss and LSU face off in Baton Rouge. Ole Miss has yet to win a series in Baton Rouge since 1982. Mike Bianco's team faces his alma mater and now his son Drew, who is a freshman in the purple and gold. Some intriguing subplots and a lot of pivotal baseball coming your way in the SEC. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. The Good, Bad, and Ugly is brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler side-by-side, a lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. They'll give you a great deal over there and affordable financing, competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. The good, well, it couldn't have gotten much better around here over the weekend. Baseball team took a top 10 team in Texas A&M, and despite facing two or three really good lefties, which has been the Achilles heel sometime this year, walked away, or should I say walked off with a sweep, winning all three games, two in dramatic walk-off fashion. Starting pitching all weekend was tremendous, and the relief pitching that has been most of the year was very good. Gray Kessinger continues to hit lights out, but what caught my attention is Thomas Dillard is starting to get back in the groove, it seems like. This team has some offensive talent, but none as potent as Dillard when he's hiring, firing on all cylinders. Rebel softball team continues to stack up wins, winning two out of three over top ten. Tennessee, they hadn't lost a series all year, SEC series all year, and that's some pretty heady stuff. And since we've been on the air, the Lady Rebel golf team won the SEC tournament. Great job there, defeating top seed Florida and ranked South Carolina in the match play format along the way. A football commitment, Jaquandis Burns we just talked about, uh, and a great double-decker weekend in Oxford. Good attendance at baseball, great record attendance at softball, uh, just a super weekend, Yancey. Couldn't have been much better. Uh, second it. Uh, they just won that uh, Tennessee game on Sunday. They lost two to one in extra innings. I think ex- I don't know if it's extra innings or not, but lost two to one. Uh, would have been a perfect weekend. Yeah, they got uh, from hit the left field. Uh, they got from first to third base, and then got her in. I believe in the eighth inning, something like that. Just one little misthrow there by the left fielder and costing the game. It's just like baseball, but uh, softball is like in a pinball machine. You know, oh, everything's yeah. so fast, so quick. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a fun sport to watch. All right. We'll be back next Monday night with Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Good night, Rebel Nation. Howdy toddy.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.